Mia. And I'm Sydney. And welcome to Whole Lotta Baca. In this episode, we're going to discuss Mugen Train the movie. Spoiler alert, we will be discussing some key scenes from the movie, so if you haven't watched yet, feel free to join us again next week when we get back to Naruto. Alright, now let the Bacchus begin. Welcome back, Baka family. Thank you so much for your patience as I was on my deathbed for the last few weeks. <laughs> yes, she was. Like, y'all should have heard her, bruh. Like, no, you didn't want to hear me, which is why we canceled the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was making her laugh, and she was like, I, I'm dying, Sydney. I can't, I can't have you be doing this to me. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. even as I'm laughing now, like, it hurts a little bit, but... It was way worse before. <laughs> There's definitely something going around. Like, it's not just you, Nia. Like, I'm having no, problems yeah. over here in my household as well, so. No, for sure. There's de- y'all be safe out there. It's, you know what the problem is? Everybody has gotten so distracted with COVID that they have forgotten about every other possible cold and sickness out there. Yes. Like, we learned about some other sickness that is kind of like the cold, but worse. Didn't fucking yeah. know about that shit. The rhinovirus or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Even I had an upper respiratory infection. Now I've heard there's other that. shit out there, guys. There's other shit out there. Don't think that just because you have a cough, you have COVID. No, you have something else. Right. They ignored it, and now I'm on an inhaler, so be safe. <laughs> Next is going to be me, because everybody else around me has an inhaler right now. Oh, my gosh. Don't even say that. It's horrible. Knock on wood. I don't, yeah, I don't have any wood, but yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> okay. Moving on. We are here to talk about Mugen Train, the movie, not the season. Don't get confused. The movie. So the season is really only like two extra episodes before the movie, but you know, Mm -hmm. there's not really much build up up to the movie from those episodes. Like it's just one of those cute things where it's like, oh my god, I know about more things about Mugen Train than other people. I I get to see more Rengoku, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which is is honestly a plus, which is good. It totally was a plus. I'm not gonna lie. However, it didn't happen in the movie, so we're going to skip it. Yeah. So, the movie, I think we start with, what do we call that guy who's the head of the Demon Slayers? Their master or whatever. Oh my gosh, I don't know. I really know what they call him. I think it's just master. Shishu. (laughs) (laughs) And he calls them his children, even though he's literally like 23. (laughs) He's Yeah, I was going to say, he's younger than half the people that are already like there. (laughs) Even though he's also on his deathbed. And yeah, blind and everything. He's I love him though. I do love him and I'm so sad that he's on his deathbed. I know. Like, the way they talk about him, it's like you know he's just gonna drop dead at any time. I know. I wanna know more about him though before Yeah, like how did he get why is he like this? You know it's, it has to be because of um our boy Michael Jackson. Right. I have in that okay, in the scene where like he starts off the movie and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The fact that he like knows what's gonna happen, that's also specifically what I want to know more about. Cause mm-hmm. he already knew that some shit was about to go down before it actually like cuts to the movie starting. Is that, that is true? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. It was like he was sensing it. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if maybe, you know, he could have talked to his little crows. We don't know. But like they don't if, really show it. But if this is before all of that happens, how would he how would the crows know? I think there have just been reports of people going missing in this train or on the, in this town or whatever. Oh, I was I was getting the, the thought that he was sensing that somebody he knew was going to be hurt badly or dead. I didn't think that, mm-hmm. like, he was sensing that something just bad is going on. 
I think we you got that sense just because of the fact that, you know, it started with him in the cemetery of all the other dead demon slayers. Right. <laughs> you know, so it does kind of give you that feel. That, that foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But of course okay. we ignored it while we were freaking watching the movie. I was of course. Like, no. Nope. Of course. It, it, it was like the biggest, like you said, foreshadowing red flag, I would say. The biggest, <laughs> biggest red, red flag, flag ever. Of all oh, animes man. ever. Like, but anyway, it moves on from there. Yeah. So actually where season one ends of Demon Slayer. Oh, right. Where they were, co- they were coming onto the train. Mm-hmm. And Nosuke wants to fight the beast, of course. Mm-hmm. I freaking love Nosuke this shit. I know. It, it literally picks up right there. I mm-hmm. love the movie for picking up right there. Like, mm-hmm. me personally, the way that it... it well, I guess it technically didn't because it, it started in the cemetery. But being that we went back to our main characters at that moment, I really liked the way that they did that. Because it's like normally like when you see stuff like that, when you see movies and it's supposed to like pick back up right after, mm-hmm. they don't actually pick bu- back right after. Right. It's like it some months next- have gone. Right. And like you don't know that at the moment that only a few months have gone by. You have to pick that shit up. Right, exactly. Where here, it literally picks up in the same scene. Yeah, like you said of Inosuke trying to fight Inoki. (laughs) Shut up, (laughs) Inosuke to fight the train. So, this is where we picked up. You know what is most fascinating about this movie to me is that ninety-five percent of it is on this train. That really fascinates you. Does that like what? What about why? I mean, because you don't normally watch movies that are in just one location and then a train at that. Mm. Like, everything about this movie is literally the train, the setting, the characters, the plot. (laughs) There's no, like, back and forth, like, somebody got kicked off the train by accident. Right. And you have to, like, go back and forth to, like, that person and the people on the train and shit like that. Okay, I get that. Exactly. Like, we don't pan to any other characters anywhere else. Like, the whole, everything that's going on is right here on the freaking train, which is... I think that was creative, even though it's like simple because it's just all on the train. It's I still thought that it was very creative because the train itself is literally the fucking villain. Yeah, I think it also makes it easier to draw and then focus more on the actual animations than like having to focus on drawing like completely different, like two or three completely different scenes mm-hmm. Stuff mm-hmm. like that, which, mm-hmm. you know, if that is what they thought, you know, yeah, push your shoulders off, cut, you know, pat your back. You did a good job. Um, yeah. I loved the scene where we first meet Rengoku. I mean, not really first meet him. Umai! Umai! (laughs) Umai! And I was like, oh my god, Rengoku. This is actually like when I started to like him because I didn't really like him in the show. Me neither. Just based off of that scene of him screaming Umai, I started to already love him because I'm like, okay, you might have sounded like a dick in in the season. But you sound really hilarious now. It was like suddenly, like like you said, in the season, he seemed like he was like a real cookie cutter. Almost mm-hmm. like, you know, like the Captain America, All Might type of persona. Yeah. You know? But yeah. when we see him on the train, you see he kind of has a little screws loose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which gives his character a little bit more depth. Because it's like, why is he just sitting on the train by himself screaming to himself that his food is delicious? No, but he wasn't by himself, though. There were other people around. No, no, but he was sitting by himself. Oh, I okay. I thought you that's, meant like nobody. He wasn't was alone. No, that's what makes it even weirder. He's around plenty of other people, eating alone, screaming at how delicious his food is. Like, hey. that, that's what told you that he had some screws loose right them, there. Them bento boxes were fucking fire. I know, he couldn't help it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Automatically, 
Tanjiro. Well, not automatically because they also see him as weird while he's just shouting out Umai. Mm-hmm. But very soon into meeting him, uh, the Tanjiro and the gang, they automatically like adopt him as like their hero. <laughs> right. Like, and I can't like, remember so exactly. whipped by him. It was like almost immediate. I really don't even know what the mm-hmm. freak Rengoku san said to them to make them think think that, but they're like, oh Nichan! <laughs> like, literally on his dick all of a sudden. Literally all of a sudden for the rest of the movie, like they were just as whipped as everybody else. It was so like, funny. And then I he understand Tanjiro being whipped because he did go up to him and say, like, hey, like, can you give me um advice on mm-hmm. Kagiyama or whatever is it Kagiyami? Kagiyama? I think it is. Fire dancing, sun breathing, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, I thought that shit was so funny when he was like, um, I know that you're the fire Hashida, so um, I just wanted to know, do you know <laughs> anything about this? And then he's sitting with the biggest fucking smile on his face, and he's like, don't have a clue. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And nope, like, nothing. Nope. <laughs> There's nothing behind these eyes. Like, <laughs> he's, no, he's literally, like, they're so soulless. He wasn't even looking at Tanjiro. He's looking past him. Right. And he's, he's like, you know, it's really nice that your dad, you know, knew how to do that shit, but I ain't got nothing for you. <laughs> but I and never the, heard of it. So what right. do you want from me? And that was it. And I was like, okay, so you're not going to give anything more to that. Later on, like when he finally said something about his dad, I was like, thank you that you gave him <laughs> insight. You know, honestly, the fact that he did have a little bit more insight made it even worse that he stopped it right there. Like, he knew that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good damn well his dad had that fucking journal in his house. Literally. That he could have said something about and literally chose not to because they had the time. I know. They had the time. But then after this was when they fight that first demon, right? Oh, yeah. I forgot about the first demon. What I don't understand is why... There was another demon on this train. I think it was more, I think it was a distraction. And I honestly think that that might have been, mm. like, yeah, I think it was a distracted distraction specifically that, you know, there was like word going around that there was a demon that was on that train specifically eating other people. And I think that he was like, a, is it a red herring? Is that what is, those, those are called? Isn't that a fish? Okay. A red herring is also like a, a a thing, not a physical thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, but like I think I got the word red, like it was more of a red herring where it was like a distraction. It was something put there to to get the. Oh, okay, okay. I see, what you're I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Because like, okay, think about this: a demon slayer goes in there, they see a demon, they kill it, they don't think anything of it. They think that they've saved everybody. Right. Yeah. No, you're right because you would the train itself is so unassuming. Right, you would have no idea that the that the train itself is the demon. If, right, especially if you go catch this demon and you think that that's the one that's been eating the people. Right. So I think that was like the whole thing, but then like they did actually believe that shit. Mm-hmm. But I think I don't know why the demon decided that he was like, oh, oh no, that's what he's always been doing. Like he, you know, he probably gets a demon. The demon slayer kills that demon. Then mm-hmm. that demon kills the demon slayer because he thinks mm-hmm. he's the first demon. Right, because he, fa- he falls asleep on the train. Yeah, he falls mm-hmm. asleep on the train. Right then and there, freaking Tanjiro and all of them sent something was off. Because mm-hmm. of the fact that that dude, the train, the conductor dude, came over and he's like a complete zombie. And yep. I'm like, what other demon slayers have y'all had before? Like, How many people have lost their lives to this demon? 
that y'all finally got Rengoku to at least do as much as he did. Mm-hmm. And like Tanjiro and them immediately saw something was wrong based off of that. Right. So it's but just you know like, what? How unexperienced are these other demon slayers? Right. But you know what? That really is a good question because we actually see this demon, the sleep dream demon. Why can I speak? The sleep demon, the dream demon, whatever you want to call him. We actually see him very briefly at the end of season one. During that part where all the lower demons and upper demons are called together. Yeah. And Muzan is like pissed at all of them. I forgot what happened into in season one, why he was mad at them. But like he kills some and like promotes other. And this demon is one of the one that he that gets promoted. But he's like literally lower three. Like he Yeah. Exactly. He's not promoted and he's still low as shit. Exactly. Like he so I don't know if I don't even know if he was a part of the like the actual top ten then, but he got promoted to a lower three and is now doing this on this train. So to me it makes it feel like it hasn't been that long. Or maybe I don't know, maybe he's been doing this for a long time and that's why he got promoted. I don't even know. I don't I don't know either, but I remember him just saying, like, talking about how he was going to, you know, prove himself to uh, move on and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And but the, the other another question, if he's so low of a demon, how is he how is he able to obscure his presence so well? What well, the real question is, how if he's so low of a demon, how powerful are the high demons? Right. That's, That's what I'm saying. Like, if he was yeah. higher, demons can can obscure their presence way better than he did and i'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out why why was nobody able to see him like like on- no one sensed him on that train right that's what i'm saying like he's supposed to be a lower three who are y'all training in the demon slayer <laughs> who are you even when goku out? didn't immediately sense him in the train but tanjiro did like it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense it really doesn't, but we already know that Tandro supposedly has some whatever smell shit. Skill, yeah, skill that we don't know yet. He doesn't know yet. No one knows yet. But it's just so amazing that he's able to sense this. But yeah, no one. Else. And I find it weird that uh, Inosuke didn't sense it either. Or maybe he did, since he was trying to fight no, the beast of yeah, the train. He did. No, he did. Okay, he he. Was I the first assumed. One. I assumed when he was trying to fight the train that it was just Inosuke being Inosuke. Yeah. The first time I watched when we when I watched it with you, that's mm-hmm. what I that's what I thought. Yes, like, when I saw it in the movie theater. The yes. second time I watched it this past like week or so, I was like, that motherfucker knew. And he even says it. He says it mm-hmm. at the end. He's like, I knew it. But like I yeah. thought that was just him being like, Oh, I didn't actually know, but like I just right. that's that's his character. I, right. Yeah. Right. I thought it was that. Little do we know, he actually did, and he was even better than Tanjiro. I was like, right. oh, my boy. Because he knew it from the jump. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. I like. I also rewatched it, but I didn't even realize that until I was speaking out loud, and I put those things together. <laughs> and this is why and I heard myself podcast. say it. <laughs> this is exactly why we have this podcast, because we don't think about that. Yeah, because literally own. just now I realized that he actually did realize it first. That's crazy. Yeah. And then, um, the, okay, so the whole kids shit, like getting the kids to wrap the rope around them and like you know all that stuff i thought was like i don't know like it i don't understand the whole oh i'm going to i'm going to show you a happy dream type of thing mm-hmm. because like it's not like that dream is going to get rid of their 
problems because the boy who had tuberculosis he was still dying regardless right. if he was in the dream or not so like what was that what was the dream demon going to do for him like you i think it's one of those things where yes he was going to die anyway mm -hmm. but being that he was trapped in this dream he was no longer actually suffering Mm. My understanding of it was because these kids, the, the way they were acting about having this dream, they were literally acting like crackheads. Yeah. So I, I feel like he gave them a little taste of that dream already. And also, if you notice, they had huge bags under their eyes. Yeah. I feel like he gave them the taste of this dream already. And then it was something that they've just never been able to get again, like while sleeping or whatever. So I think he told them, you know, work for me, be my minions, and I will let you have this dream again. And so I feel like, for example, for the tuberculosis guy, when he was in this dream, the dream feels real, as we saw with Inosuke and Rengoku and Tanjiro. Their dream feels real. Mm -hmm. So while they're in the dream, we don't we didn't see his dream, but I'm assuming in the dream he's healthy, he doesn't have tuberculosis, you know, he's able to actually do normal things because tuberculosis is like a disease where you kind of are sheltered away from people. Right. And so and and he's not feeling his suffering. So as soon as he wakes up from this dream that felt very real, he's, he's thrown back. Yeah. Exactly. He's thrown back to reality uh, and the pain of the tuberculosis. So this demon was kind of holding that over them, even though they were going to die anyway because he eats them in this dream. So it's one of those things where it's like you sell somebody a false hope. Mm-hmm type of thing but they're just willing to take it because their suffering is gone just like taking pain medications you know what i mean like yeah. you no longer feel the pain but now you're pumping your liver with all this other crap but it just doesn't so. yeah the whole like you know he's they're gonna eat them anyway it's like i guess it's like they they were like okay we're gonna die because he's gonna eat us and so maybe they didn't know that part maybe they didn't he could have lied to them about that but if they but how else would you how else would this demon have gotten me if i was one of these kids out of the train if I'm in the train, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it's like, it's kind of those things where it's like, if they had just thought a little bit more, if they didn't know then they would have realized that they mm -hmm. were going to die. But then also if they didn't, if they did know they were like, and they knew they were going to die anyway, show us a happy dream while we're doing it because we did something for you. Right. Exactly. While we're about to die. But exactly. You know, you always have that sad story where, you know, you have evil people who are evil. Oh, like, we've been talking about Naruto. Like, the same way how Orochimaru was able to convince people to be his vessel. And they genuinely think it's going to be some something that they're rewarded with, even though he's literally consuming them. Like, they're dead. <laughs> they're not there anymore. Exactly. It's that false hope, that false dream mm -hmm. that they're able to sell these poor kids because mm -hmm. they have nothing. It's just pure manipulation oh, that they fall into. I'm understanding now. <laughs> and I think, honestly, that this demon is one of the more genius demons that we've seen so far on this show. Yeah. The way he thought out. It's like a it's like a, a trap that he sets and then reels in his, his victims. And then he's able to stay so, um, you know, undetected. He's a genius, really. The like way a, he does the whole thing. Like a Venus flytrap. Yeah. Like, yeah, literally, because, you know, you land in the mouth and then you're stuck there. It's the same here. Yeah. You go right into the stomach of the train and then you're stuck there. It's really like, I definitely do see. I, I saw a lot of potential in that demon. I Yes. I was sure. honestly upset that he died. <laughs> it's upsetting that he, they just saved him, used him as a movie demon. Because like I said, he's the most interesting demon. I think maybe besides the spider demon and his whole family thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. He's the most 
interesting demon as far as actually being difficult to fight and difficult to kill and then difficult to even detect. Yeah, because of his like his wits. Like exactly, not even just because of his ability, but just because of how smart he was and how he did all of this. He knows his strengths. He knows his weaknesses. He knew yep. that the best thing for him to do was to lay low on this train and not go off and do other different things in other places. It would have mm-hmm. only worked here in this small town because the train doesn't seem to stop at really big places. And so, you know, people are probably traveling from small towns to small towns. Mm-hmm. It's easier to catch people, all that type of shit. You know what I mean? Like, I just saw so much potential. Like, and I, like him being like, you know, I'm going to prove myself to, to move on. I really mm-hmm. thought that he could have done that. Like, he really could have. If he had just practiced, if he had gotten practice for a few more train rides, he would have been good. If he never he encountered Rengoku and Tanjiro, he would have been good. Yeah. Because <laughs> clearly the mother demon slayers ain't do nothing. Clearly. Also, he might, I don't see him honestly being an upper demon because of this, because normally I would see the upper demons and I, I, we've seen that the upper demons are more combative. Right. He's not a combative demon. He does mm-hmm. not fight. And so that I, it would re- be really cool to see a non-combative demon be an upper demon. But I honestly, being the kind of person Muzan is, I don't know if that would have happened. I think that dude honestly would have been like his secondhand man, like his, mm-hmm. you know, not really an upper demon, but like you are useful, a higher rank. Yes, yeah, you know, he could have been like a low, the lowest ranking of the upper demons. He could have. Mm-hmm. He could have. I see that. Yeah. yeah, I was. Yeah, I was kind of upset that he like died because I'm like, damn, like I really. I'm glad you're on the same page because I was actually going to ask you how you felt about this demon because I genuinely really enjoyed this demon. I didn't I didn't think this way as much the first time. Mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought more of this like as I watched it the second time. Because I mean, you know, it's just better to watch stuff two times because then mm-hmm. you get a grasp on everything and how everything plays out. And that's mm-hmm. how I felt the second time. The first time I was kind of like, okay, he's kind of cool, but like <laughs> not as cool as I think he is now. <laughs> right. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Especially, you know, like you said, the first time you watch movies, you don't really absorb it. The- right the right way i think yeah um but yeah he's definitely one of the cooler demons that we've seen just like how um just like how rengoku is one of the cooler the coolest characters that we've seen so far and both of them died in this movie oh my god i would like to pause i would like to pause and say that this movie sucks because of those two reasons (laughs) okay i want to tell you i was dealing with two heartaches in one day yeah i watched wakanda forever and then right after, I tortured myself by watching this movie. You did? I don't know why I did that. But yes, I had a lot of turmoil going on that day when I watched this. So let's put it to you. I still haven't seen Wakanda whatever, forever. But, you know, I, can, I, can, I guess I can understand anyway, just knowing what the movie's about. <laughs> yes. So as, I, as Nia said, let's take a moment of silence. A moment of silence for our Rengoku-san. I voted this so many episodes ago is one of my top ugly cry moments. Mm-hmm. So yes, RIP to a real one. All right, now have the, real- have the quiet moment. Okay, All right. I think that's enough. Yeah, that was- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so the whole 
actual dream, them being in the dream and the whole fact of them having to go in and find their soul orb, is it? Mm-hmm. Soul orb, something like that, at the edge of the... Like that. And no, wasn't it their, their core? Soul core. It was yeah. a circle. It was spherical. <laughs> it was at the edge of their dream, their lovely little dream. And Rengoku-san's made sense. Mm-hmm. Fire. Burning in fire. <laughs> Freaking uh, Zenny's made sense. I kind of was a little bit when I saw it because I was like, what could his possibly be? But when I saw Nezuko, I was like, why am I dumb and not thought of that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, why would I assume anything else? Exactly. And then Tanjiro's was very calm. And like, that honestly makes so much sense for him. It I does. His little sprites. The I know, they were so cute. The sprites literally were so cute. Oh my God. I wanted like a stuffed animal of sprites. For who? The sprites. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, if they would have like made that, that would, oh, you're yes. right. That would be so cute. Or little figurines. Oh my gosh. They put in so their cute. little anime den. I know. I'm sure they have some figurines at least. I don't know if they have the stuffed animals though. But you know, I, I can do that. I'll research yeah. that. But, um, and then. Inosuke's, like, was probably the most shocking to me. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I was like, what? I don't understand what it could have been. I think it was, like, Inosuke's literally, like, an animal. You know what I mean? He was raised as an animal. He thinks like an animal. And that little dream in his head was like an animal dream to me. <laughs> like, You know, we actually animal. never got to see his soul orb. That's what also I wanted to know. Oh, you're right. They what were his never orb like. That's because he was literally a psychopath. I don't yes. think they found Zenny's either. No, we did see. Zenny's did not make, his dream made sense. When he, I don't think they did because Zenny is so con- was so conscious in his dream life since he's always conscious in his dreams. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. We didn't see his actual orb, but we saw what his what the space that his orb was residing in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's black. We didn't say what the orb. <laughs> yeah, I was like, was it just blackness? It was blackness, and it was literally Zenny with fucking scissors. And I'm like, Which what the, the hell? Is Why scissors? Orb? Why the scissors? They were like, or like lawn clipping, like yes, the fucking cheers. giant cheers. Yeah, cheers. I was like, what the hell is going on? It, it was honestly so funny. I loved his and Anosuke's, but Zenny's was the funniest to me by far. Him like when he started chasing that man like through his dreams, that was so funny. Like, and then he's all like sunken cheeked and everything. I was like, what's going on? Like, why are you why are you malnourished? <laughs> you don't look like that in the real world. Why do you look like that here? Nobody else's figure changed. But his but his in his own dream. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny and he was literally a psychopath which he's not even like that and it was because like I guess it was supposed to be like his inner self like when he falls asleep during his lightning thing but even when he falls asleep during his lightning thing he's not like that right like it just doesn't like he's scared when he's awake he's a badass when he's asleep but then he's a psychopath in this state like it just I don't know I don't get it but it was so funny I loved it. <laughs> it was so funny. And like you said, yeah, we never even got to Inosuke's. But that's because they sent that poor little girl into Inosuke's. They sent the wrong bitch in there. <laughs> like, like, out of all three of them that went into... You chose her? 
Are you serious? Like, I would have chosen the tuberculosis boy before her, honestly. No, for real. He would have had more of a chance. No, he would have. Honestly, if you would have put the tuberculosis boy in there and that girl into Tondros, they might have been successful. <laughs> they might have been successful. They might have, because that girl could have just posed as a villager in, yep. in, in Tondros. And Tondros wouldn't have thought shit of it. And, and Tondros' little wispy things brought him right up to the to the orb anyway. Right? He was like, he was like, why did you bring me here? You're bringing me to the very thing I'm trying to destroy. He's like, is it mm -hmm. because I, like this is literally what I wanted? And so you brought me to what I wanted? Like, and the sprites were like, here, go ahead. Kill do us. You, yeah, do what you came here for. We dare you, do it. <laughs> Fuck around and find out, okay? Fuck around and find out, they said. They're lucky he had more of a conscience because that other girl did not have one. She gave no fucks. Nope. She was for sure about to kill anybody whose who's center she came across. What I thought was insane about Tondros, and we cannot not talk about this, him mm -hmm. killing himself. Oh my what? God. I, oh my God. I was coming to this. I was coming to this. The worst part, okay, him killing himself to get out of the dream was already bad. Mm hmm. What was worse for me was when they were actually fighting the demon mm -hmm. and he kept going back into the dream mm -hmm. and was killing himself over and over and over and over again mm -hmm. to the point where he couldn't even tell that he was about to actually kill himself in real life. And Inosuke saved his ass. I, I was so actually like triggered by this in the movie theater. That's yes. the best way I, I could put it. To my like, stomach. I was, huh? I was you say? to my stomach. No, literally, like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is so, like, when you really think about what this, what this takes mentally. Right? To <laughs> kill yourself over and over. Like, first of all, that first, the first time he tried was such a risk. Because mm. normally when you're in a dream and you watch movies, they say if you die in your dream, you die in real life. Right? Like, in most things we watch, that's what they say. They don't say you die and then you wake up. They say, oh, don't let anything happen to you in this world because if whatever happens to you here happens in real life. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but then your body really actually in real life never gets to that point of you dying. Like, you know, you falling <laughs> off of a building, you never actually hit the ground because your body wakes you up because it has no idea. No, no, I didn't mean like our real dreams. I meant like when you watch movies and like for like Inception, for example, like if you die in the dream in a movie, mm. they always say like whatever happens to you here happens is gonna happen to you in real life. Well, I'm That's bringing that also to like real life. Like in, in movies, they say that, but then also in real life, your body also can't, can't comprehend that. So it's like- Well, yeah. Well, in real life, I think in real life, based off of what you're saying, in real life, it matches this movie a little bit more because like you said, when we die in our dreams or when we're about to die in our dreams, we just wake up. Yeah, no, our exactly bodies don't happen. ever let us get to the point where right, we die. Right, which is exactly right before. what- which is, yeah, which is what he goes through. Yeah. Whereas in our in our society, like in American TV, it's the opposite. Like you die in your dreams. Mm -hmm. So that's why it was interesting to see it from this standpoint. I honestly didn't even consider the fact that like you're right. Like when we fall in our dreams and we just jump back awake, I that didn't even I didn't even consider that fact, and that makes this almost even worse. Honestly, if I would have considered that in the movie, it would have been even more triggering for me, I think. Because <laughs> it's like, you're really like, dang, that's like, it's actually 
happening for the very first time right. you know, watching somebody die in their dreams when in movies we we if we die in our dreams we die in real life and in real life we can't even fathom dying in our dreams so our body right. wakes us up before that it's insane and no then, that, that whole concept was so hard to watch for me it was because even when i was watching it the second time i was like when does that scene come up? Because I, yes. I was like, when is that going to come up? Like, because I need to prepare myself. And even then, I wasn't prepared to watch it again. <laughs> no, seriously. Thank goodness Inosuke was there and been like, boy, he's trying, like, he was like, he's trying to do this to you. He's purposely making you go back to sleep. Don't look at the eyeballs. He's going to make you go back to sleep and end up killing yourself in real life. Mm -hmm. That is what he's trying to do. I mm -hmm. loved the fact that, you know, Inosuke with his mask, like, immediately, as soon as the eyes came out. I was like, they're not going to be able to get in those. He has, has a mask on. Mm -hmm. They don't know where he's looking. And I was like, oh, shit. I don't know if a lot of people realize that because, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of he said that in the movie. Well, at that moment as early, because, yeah. you know, some people don't think that deep into things, you know. Right. So I didn't know if people realized that at the moment. But as soon as the eyeballs came out and they got Tanjiro, I was like, they're not going to get in those. There's no way. Yep. Yeah. And then they mm -hmm. ended up not getting it. Mm hmm. So, like, it was just a really cool thing where I'm like, I called it, like, <laughs> You know what was even crazier about this? It was that it was his dad in his dreams that was like, yeah, you need to kill yourself. Cut it. <laughs> like, the way he said it for him to kill himself. It wasn't even, like, a real way of making sure that he understood that he's not going to die. It was like, just, you know what you need to do. <laughs> right. I think, like, that was def that was obviously his uh the dream demon's downfall right there because it's like he obviously doesn't know tanjiro enough he just knows that like tanjiro have dreams about his family mm -hmm. so he doesn't know enough to know that like his family would have never said that but then also some people might have believed that mm -hmm. and done it but like since tanjiro is so like family oriented and he's such a determined person and he's very okay with himself is like the best th term i can think mm -hmm. that he knew that that wasn't real yeah you know some people would be weak enough to fall to that mm -hmm. he almost did he almost did fall for it he almost did because he was awake mm -hmm. at that point he wasn't in the dream world that's why he almost fell for it not because his parents actually told him to and he believed that no i mean when he first got into the dream remember the only way he came out of it was because nezuko used her blood magic but he was, like, in the dream actually, like, going along with it. Like, he got there at first, you're right, and he and he did hold out for a long time where he was like, this isn't real. Mm -hmm. But then there was a point where he started to fall into it. Well, I was talking about like, the whole killing yourself thing because you oh, 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 thinking okay. about the dad saying, cut it, do it, kill yourself type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he did because that was his dad's way of helping him get out of the dream. So he listened to his dad he and he did kill himself, and that was about how he got out of the dream. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, that first time. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> like, that, that was kind of sad in his dream when he, like, had to leave them. And, like, they were like, please mm -hmm. don't go. That was so sad. I was like, why do they have to do him like this? Right. And then Nezco comes at the very end. He's like, oh, shit. I right. And she's not demon. I was I, like, this demon is so fucked up for this. <laughs> I thought it was honestly, okay, so, yeah, it's fucked up. But I honestly thought it was so cute, though, the way Nezco came out of her little box, right? Mm -hmm. She, like, tried to get Tanjiro's attention. Tanjiro wouldn't give her attention. Her first thought is to headbutt the fuck out of him. I know. It doesn't make any sense. Whatever. That's the relationship. But then she turns to the camera with her little mouthpiece, and she starts bleeding. 
And then she loses it. And like, I was like, oh. Because we already know Tondro's hard-headed as fuck. So I don't even know why she did that to begin with. Right. <laughs> but I just thought it was so cute that she broke the fourth wall. And she looked at the camera like, y'all see this shit? Yeah, no, literally. Like, this motherfucker really not getting up? Like It was so now. cute. That was it was really cute. Yeah. And then in Rengoku's head, we we talked about his core, but we didn't talk about his dream. Mm. Of him um his brother seeing his his brother, his dad, and his mom again. Mm-hmm. Which was so sad. The his whole back oh freaking Rengoku. I'm getting so emotional even talking about it. I know. <laughs> but just like his whole backstory with his mom dying. And that causing his dad to become, like, depressed, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. But that depression, like, straight up neglecting them as kids. And, like, not even neglecting, but, like, verbal abuse, all that. And this fact that uh, Rengoku still ended up the way that he is. Like, such a bright light. Like, literally, like, sunshine in everyone's life. Mm-hmm. Made it even the end of his story, like, even worse. Like, just knowing the whole picture of it. But that's how you know that his mom really had more of an impact on his life than his dad. Because at the yeah. time, in the dream, I'm ex- I'm thinking that his dad was a demon slayer at this point. Mm-hmm. I, she might have mentioned that. So he probably wasn't even at home a lot. Yeah. And it was just him, his mom, and his brother. So she really did play more of a role in his life than the dad. So if that, because of that that helped him to be the person he is or he mm-hmm. you know is today and whatnot as a right if it was no, the other sure. way around absolutely not <laughs> honestly though it makes me think luckily his younger brother had him you know mm-hmm. but you know now he's just stuck with his dad and he's still relatively young but then you have tondro that will come and you know tondro yeah. will keep his word to like go and like check up on him and stuff like that mm-hmm. You know, this is so sad. It's such a sad family dynamic. I know, but okay. Let's get down to like the nitty gritty shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Tanjiro gets out of his dream. Mm-hmm. Inosuke gets out of his dream. Rengoku gets out Rengoku of his. Rengoku gets out of his dream. The way my boy Zenny came up on the scene, bro. Best Zenny. Zenny in this movie is like the best we've seen Zenny like this whole time. I had to this point. I watched just that one part like three times. I had to. Like, I'm like, oh, that's my favorite part. Seeing it in the movie, when I tell you I was on the edge of my she- my seat, it was like the air was knocked out of my lungs. Yes. Like, my jaw was just dropped. It was also like the like, music as well. Yeah, the <laughs> music, the animation of it also, of his lightning, the way he's zigzagged through the freaking train. And he's like sixfold. Oh my and the God, way, shit. <laughs> and the way even Nezuko was so shook. She was like, is this the same guy who tries to marry me all the time? Like, right? <laughs> this can't be him. And his voice gets all deep and shit. I'm right. Like, nah, Nezuko was rethinking in that moment. Right. I'm getting like, she was rethinking. Goosebumps <laughs> thinking about that scene. Like, oh my no, God. For real. for real. I love that scene so much. It was so good. It was even that scene, the way uh, Zenny wakes up and the way Rengoku wakes up. Mm-hmm. Because she st- he starts choking that girl. Mm-hmm. He's choking her out. Both The way both of them wake up gave me chills. And then him actually like zooming through the train and like yeah. Sandro's like, what was that? And then yeah. he comes and he's and it's like Rengoku. He's like, yeah, I already dealt with like five train cars. What the fuck have you been doing? Right? And he's literally done nothing. You've been up 
for how long? And I just woke up and I already destroyed half the train. <laughs> Literally. And he's like, all right, go do this and go do that. And he's like, go help Inosuke up there on those trains. I already told Zenny and, uh, and uh, Nezuko what they need to do. And so he's like, all right, cool. And Tanjiro goes, Inosuke, he's like, the red one already told me. He's like, oh, man. He's like, don't fucking tell me what to do again. Like, I swear, <laughs> he's like, I swear on everything. I'm going to kill all of y'all. <laughs> you say one more freaking thing I need to do. But only because it was Rengoku-san and Nosuke followed. Of course. Of course. If it was any. But I feel else. but and Nosuke is like the only one who knew what was going on from the jump. Right. But like for him, for somebody to actually give Nosuke orders, though. You know, when Nosuke was just really like slashing the inside of the, one of the train cars. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until Rengoku told him to go up there and try to find out who the fuck is doing this. Right. While I handle the rest. Right. And I love that Rengoku like didn't steal the limelight and go and do that himself, even though I would have loved to see that. But it was honestly like, he would have been more successful if he did. He would have. I mean, they were still successful. It would have just happened faster. Exactly. But yeah. That shows that Rengoku sees so much promise in them yeah yeah mm-hmm. so that was really nice i liked that i you know especially because this is really the only time when goku has spent any time with them at all right mm-hmm. he hasn't seen and- him do anything and he believes yeah, exactly and yet he has that trust in them another thing that we don't see until you watch it multiple times because the first time didn't even think about that that he sees potential in all of them to to mm-hmm. make him do that instead of him just doing it because he right. knew he could have dealt with that shit. I mm-hmm. wondered at the time why he didn't, why he wasn't like, okay, you do this, I'm gonna go find the, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was wondering why he didn't do that. And now you know. Yeah, now I know. <laughs> Honestly, still, I still wonder why he didn't, but I get it. I guess if he had done that, then they would have had more of a stance with Akaza. Yep, because he wouldn't have been on his deathbed when he had to fight him. Also, and, they would have... No, no, and because I say that because also it took them, it took Tanjiro and Inosuke a while to get to his neck to cut him. Yes. So if Rengoku had come, it would have happened in like two minutes and mm-hmm. then Akaza would have came because he would have found out that um, the dream demon was gone and so they would have had a longer battle because... Because the sun wasn't going to be coming up. Mm, I thought it would only last maybe like 20, I would say probably 20 minutes. If he had done it before, it would have been like an hour or so. I thought of it in a different light where it was like they were on a train and it was later on a time that they've, you know, that they were successful in killing the demon. And so they were in a different location at a different time that Akaza just so happened to be at when they got there. You know what I mean? So I was thinking that like, had Rengoku have just killed him right then and there, that would have been hours before and miles before they even were anywhere near where Akaza was. But Akaza didn't just appear upon them out of... Didn't he sense them once they got closer? But he was also going to kill Tanjiro because Muzan told him he needed to kill the kid with the, the earrings. Yeah. I think he was already going to be on his way regardless. <laughs> I yeah. think if they had been on that train any longer, Akaza would have been on that train. I was going to say, honestly, had it have gone any differently, Rengoku, would have, they would have gone their separate ways and Tanjiro definitely would have been killed. Right. Like, if, it had, if it had not happened that way, yeah. something bad was still bound to happen. Mm-hmm. It, and it would have been Tanjiro who died for sure because Tanjiro would have not been able to beat Akaza. No, 
at all. So like all. I yeah, it definitely like I think my thing that Rengoku could have been in the fight with Akaza longer. Um, and then also yours being that, you know, Tanjiro would have died <laughs> if they had done it sooner than what they did and like all this kind of stuff. Yes. Um, freaking Tanjiro getting stabbed. I was so annoyed by because later on, obviously, like Rengoku needs help and mm-hmm. Tanjiro is stabbed. And then Inosuke is for the very first time frozen in his freaking fur. And even Inosuke, like, at that moment, it was like, I don't know where I would jump in in this fight. I know. And honestly, that was such a mature thought. Mm -hmm. Because Tanjiro's ass is over there bleeding to death. And even he he was still trying to get up so that he could hop in. Mm -hmm. And it was like, what do you think you're going to do at this point? Like, you can't even breathe. Like, even a person who is fully, like, healed no problem mm-hmm. with them or anything is sitting there saying i can't even jump in what makes you think that mm-hmm. your stabby ass right does know when to jump in like you know if if anybody honestly if anybody was going to jump in it was going to be a because honestly right. is a lot fucking smarter than we think he is yeah and his battle skills are a lot uh more advanced than tondra right because he's been doing this his number one his entire life he's been an orphan child in the woods for so yeah. long he's taught himself everything he taught yeah. himself a completely new breathing style are you kidding exactly. me he's a genius really he's a genius he just doesn't know like social cues and shit mm-hmm. that's it yeah when it comes to combat he is that man mm-hmm. so it's like for him, him. right so for him to say i don't know where to jump in that is real combative skills coming out and exactly. being like, i'm dead serious if i can't jump in nobody can yeah, he's like, I can't even follow them. Like they're going, and he had like set like extra sensing rather than just eyes, and he still couldn't even follow them. Right, like he had echolocation and shit. Like <laughs> sonar, <laughs> so right. Beep 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 beep. Like he couldn't do it. Zinni over there hugged up, cuddled up, fucking Nesco, sleeping shit. I was, so I know, living his best life, living his best life. He's like, uh, I'm gonna pretend like I'm asleep. I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> he, he, did that stay right here. he did that whole move where he like opened up one eye, looked around. He was like, Yes, lots of noises. Closed it right back. <laughs> right back. He's like, mm, My boo is on my chest right now. Right. I'm living the life. Fuck y'all. I wish it was so sad though. Like, you know, him. I th- okay, I did think Akaza was also fucking dope as shit. And Are his, you kidding me? His, oh, I'm so I, happy. Like, I hate this man because he killed my man, Rengoku-san. His, at the same time, I'm so excited to see more of him. His blood and to be honest good. with you, I was really disappointed that we did not see more of him in season two. Like, I was expecting to see him in season two, and we didn't. Mm-hmm. Which kind of also tells me that there's... That's clearly was done on purpose. Right. It makes sense. You know I mean, it makes sense because it's like you wouldn't bring Akaza back um, for a completely different like side of the story. Right. You know, like if they were going back to like their regular like finding demons like in the world and just the world around them, then I can understand Akaza coming back. But when they put them in a completely different setting, mm-hmm. it would not have made sense to bring Akaza back. But it does build mm-hmm. up tension of when are we going to see him? exactly like i totally understand why he wasn't in this yeah season. like he doesn't fit into it and i did where i was too. confused where i was confused was why they did that season that way in the beginning to begin with where it was this different setting instead of it being a causa but like you said it c- builds this tension 
we already know Akaza just killed Rengoku. Mm -hmm. And we also already know that Muzan assigned him himself to go kill Tanjiro. Mm -hmm. So obviously seeing him in the next season, number one, would be way too soon mm -hmm. when his task is to kill Tanjiro and the fact that he is clearly capable of doing it. Yep. Um, it's definitely setting up to while something big, yeah, something big. Like while Tanjo is with um, Freak, I forgot his name, but we all know who we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Sound the sound one, the sound yes. Hashida. Um, Tegan? what Tenjin, Tenjin, Tenjin. Yeah, when it, it's building up to the point where something is happening while they're there, yeah, and they're not gonna know about it or it's not gonna come to fruition, whatever, all that stuff until after this whole thing is, is done and, and said with, and they're back at Demon Slayer core. Mm -hmm. Maybe even later. And yeah, maybe even Because later. quite frankly, where Tondro is at the end of season two, he's still not strong enough to beat Akaza. Right. And it's like, what could you have put, what could you have done with Akaza right after he killed Rengoku-san if he was put in season two? Like, what could you have possibly, like the whole thing would have just been him fighting Tanjiro like mm -hmm. and I mean I'm not mad about that but it wouldn't have set up there there'd be nothing set up between then mm -hmm. and it wouldn't have done it won't do the same effect as it will later on yeah I also thought Akaza was dope until he was a little bitch with the sun I understand I understand yeah because he was gonna die but right, the he, way he did it though the way he went from like um what the death style whatever whatever his blood art demon shit was, you know, with the mm. hand out and the stance and all that stuff, he went mm -hmm. from that to be like, ah! <laughs> I mean, he was literally seconds away from death. I know, I but mean, it was just like the way- Rengoku had him gripped go. in his chest, gripped in his chest, like he couldn't even get out. He was clearly starting to panic because you could see the sun was starting to come up and he's still stuck in Rengoku's chest. I know he was going to die, but like, I don't know. I just thought that he would have been like a little bit more like, I, I see the panic at the moment where his arm is stuck, but once he got his arm out, I was not expecting him to still be a little bitch. Like, <laughs> I was expecting him to be like, yeah, let's do get motherfucker, and then be like, I'm out, and then running, but like, he was like, I'm not running because of you, Tanjiro. Well, I mean, he doesn't know his name. He's like, I'm not running right. because of you. I'm running because of the sun, and like, it's just <laughs> the way it all played out. I was like, okay, you don't seem that like badass anymore. <laughs> I know it was, it was pretty it was pretty funny and then Tondra's like you coward and he throws the knife and it stabs him and he's like ah <laughs> I was like damn Akaza you really like you did all that you went out sad right you Loki went out sad like you killed Rengoku-san but like you went out sad at the same time I don't know how you yes. won but lost at the same time at the same time like no for real like you really let Tondro humble you like that right I was like dang while he's a cripple my thing is, right I think is you sat there and did all that shit with with Rengoku-san and you couldn't dodge his sword you couldn't dodge a sword and you did all no. that dodging before <laughs> but you let him just stab the sword right into you or throw it mm -hmm. right at you. <sighs> too much. It was too, it was too much. Like I literally that whole theater was silent when, Go when Goku san was like sitting there on his knees and silent. silent seeing his mother. I know seeing his mother after talking to Tanjiro behind him. Oh so sad. I literally a little picture of him and Tandro as my screensaver for a long time after the movie came out. <laughs> like, that shit's so sad. It was such a sad and emotional moment. And then him and I The second time around, I didn't even watch the, like, I watched up until, like, 
right before like right as he died like you know with mm-hmm. like still got the smile on his face and I and they were like crying and Inosuke was like about to do like his emotional ass speech to Tandra you know mm-hmm. and like you know he did all he could and what we need to do now is to do better so this never happens again like I cut off right before all that I was like I can't I can't Im- can't go through my emotions. I can't endure it again. Yeah, I can't go with through my emotions while y'all are going through these emotions. I can't. Mm-hmm. I literally cut it off. <laughs> I was like, I've seen Rogoku-san die. I honestly didn't even want to get to up to this part, to be honest with you. No. I wanted to end it right as the fist went through his stomach and cut it off, but I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Something made me stay. I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. And then Zen- All in all... And not in, huh? and then Zinni coming and realizing like what's going on. He's like, is he really dead? And they're like, yes, he is. I know. So I know. And then them telling his brother and stuff. Like, oh, gosh, it was horrible. His dad. Horrible, horrible, horrible. I know. I miss Rengoku Sara. And this was like all we got of him. I know. We got we got the asshole in the first season, and then we get this lovely gem. For only what an hour and forty five minutes or some shit yep. like that, and that's it. Yep. That was it. They gave that's- you know you know what those two episodes in the in the Mugen Train arc episodes were a little Easter egg. Like you know what, we'll give you a little bit more of him. That's not that was enough. literally it. That was that was enough. literally the sole purpose. That was not enough. No, it will never be enough. It will never be enough. At this point, I need like a whole side season of flashback how, of, of how he got to be a Hashira. Yeah, of his life. Like, literally, I need, like, a whole separate thing just dedicated to him now. Like, what exactly did his dad do as a Like, how was he, like, as a Hashira? And mm-hmm. and how Rengoku became one? Mm-hmm. How that all transpired? Well, you know, his dad used to actually be a reputable demon slayer. It wasn't yeah. until his mom died that he went... It wasn't even, you know... Because he, you know, it was literally mental illness that was his downfall. Yeah, but I still want to see exactly how he was like before all that transpired. Yeah, I want to see his personality. Was it like Rengoku's, or was it you know stoic but like not as like weird and like you know jolly? Mm-hmm. You know, I I want to I wanted to see that. Yeah, like, that would be very I, I need a whole season of that, please. Honestly, though, I think we will be seeing more of his dad. And his brother, because Tondro is going to go to them to learn more about sun breathing. Well, yeah. Yeah, we are. The brother, I don't know if he's going to be as big of a role in all of No, this. no, that's not what I meant. But we will see him, yes. Mm-hmm. Didn't Tondro? No, Tondro went to the house just to tell them that Rengoku died, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't see him go to the house to actually learn anything more about the sun breathing, breathing yet, did we? Why do I feel like we did? I know. I feel like we did too, but I, I can't remember if that was in the movie or not. You know, I'm just going to leave it at where we are at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just going to not, nothing. You didn't hear anything. <laughs> if that did happen in the movie, you did. But if it didn't, you didn't. <laughs> right. Like, my bad. Just Let's just read it. Let's move on. Yeah. All in all, this movie is probably one of the best anime movies I've ever seen ever yes like from the storyline to the animation i mean like you said to the soundtrack everything about this movie was freaking perfect i wish i it had the soundtrack. Really perfect. maybe i should get it 
I don't know why. Yeah, you totally should get it. Just just look up Moogan Train soundtrack. I don't why know. have we not gotten it? You know, that's a good question because I have the soundtracks for every other anime I've watched. I absolutely loved the soundtrack. I don't understand. Yeah. It was just so good. It, everything. If you guys have not seen it, I highly recommend that you see it. I hope that us talking about it made you want to go see it if you haven't. Right. This is this is one of those must must see movies. Like it's like a peak fiction movie. Regardless of the fact that it's anime, it's a must see for all because it's, it's just fantastic. It's also a must see even if it wasn't as good as it is. It's a must see because it, it's information that will definitely come up later on. Like That's you can't true. you can't watch the first season and all of a sudden watch all the seasons after and be like, what happened to Rengoku's on? Because you didn't fucking yeah. the movie. Like it's 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 information. You have to watch it. Yeah, that's true. But that's why they made the the arc, right? The the that season of it too, so that everybody will see it. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly. Because honestly, I don't know where you can watch the movie now. I think you can watch it on Crunchyroll. I think if they weren't gonna do it as as the season, the arc season, mm-hmm. they would have put the movie out other places. So no, yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. You're for sure. Yeah, you're right. They would have definitely done that because, like, it's it's important for people. Yeah, to that. Yeah, it's very much a part of the storyline. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was so fantastic. I mean, I, I really wish I could see it in the movie theater again. I know. I mean, you can. There's this. My house. I have a big enough projector. I guess. I know it's not the same. We can try. Not the same. I watched it on my giant TV. It wasn't the same. I it's wonder. Just, it's just the it's the animation on the big screen that's crazy to me. I wonder if it almost felt like it was 3D. Nights. Oh, that would be awesome. If they, they don't, they totally should. Right? I'm going to definitely look into that. There has You know, maybe if you write your local theater, that's something they'll start doing. Maybe. You know, if they know that there's enough anime fans in the area, they'll totally start doing it. I will I will go down to I will drive at least 30 45 minutes to the theater if my local isn't doing it just yeah, to watch it again. That would literally so, no exaggeration. If any of you guys' movie theaters do that, please let us know. No guarantees mm-hmm. we will be going to them, depending on where you live. But <laughs> if I it's anyone from the Eastern Seaboard, do it. Maybe. <laughs> I would love to know that they actually just do it. Like that would just yeah. ease me a little ease my pain that I can't do it right now. As long as I know that it does happen and it could happen. No, seriously, because if it is a thing, I'm totally gonna write our, our movie theaters about it. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. One of those strongly worded emails. Mm-hmm. We've done it before. <laughs> We've gotten what we wanted when we did that. You always do. All you got to do is ask. Yep. All you got to do is ask. That's what you got to find out in life. Well, I guess that's the end of it. We'll talk to you guys next week or really yep. in the next five minutes because we're recording another episode. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they don't know that. It'll be next week for them. I know, but we're still technically we'll be talking to them even though we're not. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Well, that's a wrap on this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed our talk on the Mugen Train movie, and we hope you come back next Wednesday. Next episode, we'll talk about Naruto episodes 101 through 121. Don't forget to connect with us at bakahanasu at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, our YouTube channel, and of course this podcast, at Whole Lotta Baka. Info in the show notes below, and don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Bye! Bye.